steady as she goes. Da, 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 da. Welcome to the Cows Across the World podcast. This is Sean. And this is Stu. What's the crack, boys? What's happening? It's another week. We're gradually easing out of lockdown, but uh, we've been getting sniffs of a second lockdown. Aberdeen's way oh, to fuck. It should have been closed. <laughs> second way of coming, son. Should never open that Aberdeen. <laughs> Hello? I blame it all like, on Aberdeen. That's it. That's sick, that song, is it? Blame it all on Aberdeen. <laughs> I don't know, the classic. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows it. Everyone knows that one. <laughs> yeah. My mum used to sing it to me all the time. <laughs> oh. I can't sleep unless I hear that one. That's it, like, it's, you need it in your life. Uh, anyway, how are you getting on? You alright? Yeah, good. Literally just rolled out of work there. I say rolled out of work, obviously I turned the laptop off and here I am. Right. That's right, you're still work from home. Yeah. It's starting to grow old, I'll not lie. I mean, <laughs> I'm enjoying it, I'm enjoying not spending all that money on public transport and, and the, the daily slog to and from every day, which is, you know, two hours my day, but... Uh, yeah, it's just, I'm looking forward to seeing people and things. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's definitely much better to be seeing people, like, uh, especially since you work from home, like, you're basically going from one room and going like, that's me out of the office, see you later. <laughs> I've, got, I've got really proficient at walking into the kitchen and opening the fridge door and just standing there, you know, Class. just just looking, just having a look, even though I know there's nothing in there, just looking. Have you printed any, like, notices for above the sink yet? Like, passive-aggressive notes saying, who left the coffee cup in the sink and all? And then, it's, of course, shares, but you like to yeah. pretend it's somebody else. <laughs> Could you please, and please is underlined three times, Could you please <laughs> wash your mug out after use? And then you put up another sign and it says, stop putting unnecessary signs above yeah. the sink. <laughs> no passive-aggressive signs. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, good no, crack. Man. Well, what about yourself how's working life uh, yeah like we uh, opened up one of the centres there on Saturday um, so as you know government were being fucking flip floppy as usual like so we were supposed to open on Friday Thursday night the government goes oh yeah lads by the way you can't open tomorrow morning so we had all our stock and centres prepped ready to go and they were like oh yeah you aren't allowed to open now boys tough and we're like, all right, so when can we open? And they were like, I uh, don't know, two seconds, we'll get back to you. So then we found out uh 10 a.m. Friday morning. Oh, yeah, uh, by the way, it's crammed again. Like, you can open Saturday morning. <laughs> so it's within the space of, like, eight hours. The government decided to go, oh, yeah, guys, uh, you can actually open there. Don't worry about it. Sweet. Fuck the virus. Do what you want. And then... Uh, Saturday morning. Like we had to scramble on Friday to get everything ready to go again. Like for Saturday morning. Because of course like you had uh, like we were ready to go on Friday but then like with not being open we rescheduled everybody to uh, our sort of bar. Um, all the staffs just so they had, would have some sort of work to go to. So we rescheduled everybody to there and they were like oh fuck. We have to reschedule everybody back to the centre now. <laughs> And uh, so it was one centre open, so I've been managing that for the past week. And then uh, today, we're allowed to open the second centre. Um, so then we've been scrambling all week to get that sorted as well, and it's it's been fun, so said with gratitude. It's a bit of a cluster, from what it sounds like, is that right? It is, yeah. It's very, very stressful, but very interesting as well, I think. Um, because we're dealing with like something that hasn't been done before, um. So I, that's I'm trying to view it with like a positive light. I'm just saying like I get I have the chance of doing this thing, and I have the chance to like help people sort of climatize back to reality and uh, have a good time and stuff. Like families that haven't had a day out, like we can provide them with that and provide them with like a fun time that's not fucking like sitting in your gaff, worried about a virus. You know, we can give you a good time in, indoors and all, and safe time as well. Um, so I'm kind of viewing it in that sort of positive mindset instead of going, the government are useless. <laughs> and uh, 
this is re- very tough and stressful. But I think trying to stay most like as positive as I can, sort of thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's been stressful. Okay, that was <laughs> that was a long way of saying it's been it's been shade. <laughs> yeah, like you're t- you're talking to a man that uh, took an hour and a half to say he lost his phone in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> TLDR. <laughs> Have you got That's a wee beer for today, Sean? I do. I, as, it's a, I as it's a craft beer, well, it's a beer podcast, so we may as well talk about beer at some point. Yeah, this is it. If you're still with us, yeah. <laughs> beer. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you. This is for the fucking diehards, man. This is for the true bloods. Yeah. This is for the fans that stay after the set for the encore, man. Yeah. <laughs> the true encore. <laughs> Um, it was pretty tough to pick this out as well, man, because uh, as I sent you the wee photo, I got four, and they're four fantastic breweries, uh, but I ended up going with Trouble Brewing Vietnam IPA. It's a 5.5% ABV, 440ml, and I believe we had some at, uh, remember Portrush Beer Festival? I was just going to say, aren't Trouble from down south, aren't they? Yeah, County Kildare, man. Nice. Um, yeah, I remember that being really special. So, uh, Unit A, Old Mill Industrial Estate, Kill, in County Kildare, Ireland. Um, so then, they've brewed it in par- partnership with, and it's available exclusively on draft from PMAX, Blackbird, Cassidy's, and PMAX Dundrum. So they've just listed everywhere you can get it as well, <laughs> on the can, which is pretty cool, Like That's nice. Um, so that's all the draft locations. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a first. I haven't seen that done before. Actually. No, that's that's very cool. There's a few. Uh, I'm sure there's a few people listening in America are like, right? Well, I suppose I'll be buying plane tickets there and then. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> but stay where you are, America. You are infected. The fuck. Know, just, <laughs> don't be Come see us. Come see us next year when you're when you're safe and cured. <laughs> I'm cured. Uh, what beer did you get? Um, I'm rocking. Okay, now this is a strange one. So we're we're nearly shilling for Lidl last week, and I raced out and bought some of it. Um, so this is Steam Brew, and this is their Imperial Stout. Um, but I'm just looking online here. Steam, I think Steam Brew's the uh, Lidl name for it. Um, but the actual name, I think, as far as I can see, um, is something I'm not even going to try and pronounce because it's in German. And it didn't do German. But yeah, Steam uh, Steam Brewery, it's their Imperial Stout. It's a half litre tin, which is amazing to me. I love it. It's a big beastie, look at it. Oh wow, that's huge. Um, that's... Yeah, 23 IBU, 7.5% volume. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. It says on the tin, let's oil the gears of life. So I think that's something we can all get behind. 100% like. That sounds fantastic. Um, I've just poured this, and look at the bank of that, man. Like, hang on, hold it up to the webcam here. So, oh, if God. you, uh, you've just tuned in, we are still you doing the Skype podcast. Story about show. <laughs> <laughs> you might have, uh, you might have noticed we were all locked down for a couple of months. Don't know if you heard, but there's a bit of a rota, and we can't really be be in person right now. So we're still on Skype and Zoom and stuff like that. Here. Um, we're showing each other our beers over the internet and so Stu's like, it's like how much more black could that be and the answer is none none more black <laughs> this is that like it looks like a stout is that a stout or is it a black lager no it's imperial stout imperial stout uh, I mean I only said that three times you weren't listening <laughs> I was I was like uh, did you ever see that radio presenter that's like going uh huh uh huh uh-huh. And he's looking up the side. I was like boring. I was pouring the beer. Oh, and, that's another. Uh, that's another uh, spinal tap quote you just did there. Yeah. We're just <laughs> <laughs> the spinal tap of fucking podcasts. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, um, I was showing that. I was showing you that I'm doing spinal tap because it is really, really dark. It's like there's no light escaping that stout whatsoever. Oh. Yeah, it's very dark. Got some, uh, got some foam on my nose there. I'll tell you uh, properly. Yeah, he's snuffing like Diego Maradona. 
But uh, I that's it smells like there's a nice floral kind of note to it, like. Oh, oh this one's here. all uh, this one's all chocolatey and coffee, but like you know, you know the way a lot of stouts would go, ah, you'll get notes of dark chocolate and you'll get notes of espresso, and it's like you just drink it and it's a stout. This one actually yeah. does taste a wee bit like that. Oh, class, man! I love those ones. It's like yeah, you taste like a proper dark roast about it. Um, yeah, there's like a a nice sort of caramel like to this. It's uh, quite piney, and it's got like a, a sort of bit of a like light carbonation about it as well. There's like a, a sweetness to the head, and a wee bit of butter finish. Um, geez, I the, the first couple of sips there were lovely, pretty fantastic. Like, um, uh, those boys just, seem to they, they seem to care about what they're doing. Like, um, I think I can't even remember. I think we we're briefly talking to them down there or up there. Um, but yeah, some nice brews. Yeah, they're pretty fantastic. I think um, they might be another brewery where I haven't had anything bad. And I like their designs as well. Like, I haven't seen this one before where it's the, like, the Vietnam uh, can. Oh, there it is there. And then it's got, like, wee rockets on it. I like the names. Did you know that was what Ash were called before they were called Ash? Vietnam. No way. Yeah. Vietnam. Vietnam. That's pretty cool. So you there go. you go. Facts. Facts, 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 facts. Um, I just went up to look up what qualifies an imperial stout. Uh-huh. The computer machine says the term imperial was used in the 1800s for beer, usually stout. That was brewed in England, but then shipped to ABV. This one's seven point five, so already they're sticking the fingers up. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> they're like, we don't, we don't want to fit into that category. We're not going to conform to your rules. Yeah. Well, it's... that was that was Russian, and these guys are German, so could be a bit of animosity <laughs> there. Yeah, this is it. It could be like the uh, England, the way the shot measures are all like twenty five. And over here, there are 35, 50, 35, 50, 100. Oh, but that's down to genetics. I think, I think yeah. that's down to genetics, because we can drink in the English camp. Not again. <laughs> Civil War 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Troubles are out. <laughs> um, so, um, here... Last week we were talking about a film. Do you want to talk about that film? We were. So we were talking about a movie called Kidnapping Mr. Heineken. Um, we just stumbled upon it. It was. Uh, we'd never even heard of the the actual story itself. Like where the guy Alfred Alfredo Heineken was it or Freddie Heineken? He was uh, the owner of Heineken Brewery at the time and. He was kidnapped for ransom of thirty-five million uh, by these like four guys, and we'd never heard of the movie. Um, movie stars Anthony Hopkins. Like, that's quite a big pull for a for a wee movie like that. Like, um, yeah. If you've, never heard, if you've never heard of it, it's a gang of childhood friends make a plan to abduct one of the richest men on earth and demand the largest ransom ever paid for any kidnapping, and it's based on a true story. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Like, um, so the uh, the movie itself, I thought it was pretty fun. Like, uh, I went in thinking, oh, this is probably going to be shy because we didn't hear about it. Uh, it only came out in 2015, and we still didn't hear about it. Like, so maybe it was like a, a like a small release, or if it was something like that. There, maybe it's it's got shy actors or something like that, but. Sam Worthington, uh, Anthony Hopkins, Jim Sturgis, Ren Quantin, is sort of your main guys in there. Um, but like, Anthony Hopkins, obviously, Steel War. I mean, the thing I kept thinking of, right, if you were going to kidnap anybody and chat to them, it'd be Anthony Hopkins probably, because he just seems so, so pleasant. Oh, jeez, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I had the opposite <laughs> reaction. I was like, I, why would you 
if this was the scenario you were kidnapping someone, it wouldn't be Anthony Hopkins because he's there's like a there's a I don't know if it was Silence of the Lambs or what. There's something but going on behind his eyes that he freaks me out a wee bit. Like he's he's a lot smarter than he lets on. Yeah, there's uh there's that quote in the movie. I'll, I'll, obviously, we're not going to do any spoilers for this review, so definitely go check it out because sure. it, it was Shows super fun. Orders not to spoil this film for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try my best. Go watch it. It's actually on YouTube if you type it in. Um, I can't remember who's got it. We'll find it before the end of this podcast anyway. Ah, this is it. Um, so there was a line in the, the movie where, like, obviously... You've probably seen people being kidnapped in films before when the kidnappers go in to talk to the the person they've kidnapped. Like, there's always that thing of if the kidnappee is smart enough, they'll try and get in the person's head. And one of the other kidnappers picks up on it and goes like, oh, he'll get in your head. And I thought, like, Anthony Hopkins would actually do that, man. He's, like, he's got that fucking mental uh, game that he could get in your head and all. And... There was bits where, like, when he was asking for stuff, like, he was asking for, like, buying, buying chicken and all that kind of stuff instead of whatever they were feeding him uh, as their sort of kidnapper or kidnap victim. Kidnap A? <laughs> what do you call them, people? The, uh, let's stick with victim. I'll, I'll do it. Victim. But, uh,. I do want to get him to victim blaming here, like his like, what was Andy Hopkins wearing at the time? <laughs> like when yeah, he was kidnapped. Strange, the whole thirties wearing different pajamas every scene. Did yeah, that strike you as weird. It's like, what did they just buy him pajamas? What's going on here? <laughs> there was a lot, like for me, there was lots of wee things in in the film that didn't pan out. I'll not go into the specifics, obviously, because it would be cool if if you's listening could go out and watch it and let us know what you think. But um, like I said, yeah, you can get it on YouTube for inverted commas free um, and that's on the midnight screening channel if you type in kidnapping Freddie Heineken it'll come up full movie but it's there but yeah I thought um, loads of wee things in it like were just left on the, the cutting room floor yeah you know, like development yeah. and things the character development and stuff it just they kind of just suddenly went into it for a lot of things yeah there was a very strict edit on it I thought actually uh the whole time I was thinking about it, it definitely lent itself to a Guy Ritchie film, I feel. Cause like yeah, if definitely. They had Guy Ritchie's wit on that movie, the way it was like shot and edited, because it, like, uh, it looked like gritty, like Snatch, or uh, what do you call it, Lockstock would be. Like the way it's got that like sort of uh, almost noir kind of tone to it. But with like desaturated colors and stuff, I guess here, so it looks like a Guy Ritchie movie. Um, but if they had his wit over it, I think the movie would would have done far better because there was a couple of moments um, when Anthony Hopkins, especially when he was like asking for stuff when he was saying about the music, he was talking about the food, and I was thinking like he's coming off really witty here as a character, um, like Heineken. So I was thinking, remember I was talking about like is uh like the source for the film so it's based the movie itself is based on a true story but it's based on the book of the true story so it's an adaption already of the actual events so i was thinking then is it the case of uh heineken himself has told this author his version of events and painted himself in a better light yeah so that's why Hopkins is able to be witty and stuff like that because he's all, oh yeah, said to these boys, fucking, can you get me bang bang chicken? They did and all, yeah, poor poor. I run yeah. that fucking, I run yeah, that kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's always like there's always going to be embellishment on the part of the people involved, and then again there's artistic license on top of that of the author, and then yeah. on top of that you've got a filmmaker and a scriptwriter who are going to embellish it even further. So, I mean, did it even happen? Who knows. Yeah, this is it. Like, did uh, does Heineken beer even exist, man? <laughs> oh, it does I went to the brewery, but they didn't. They didn't put this in the tour. That was the, that's the bit that got me. They should have had a special section to go. Oh, here, by the way, 
if you want to kidnap uh, any member of the Heineken Brewery, yeah, work away. Like it's easy. <laughs> even like a recreate scenes from this film in the brewery, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Actually, in saying that, do you know what I really dug about that film? There's really beautiful shots the centre of Amsterdam, like they're going up and down the canals, and you can see the shops, you can see the red light district, you can yeah. see that one Prozzi, Jamelda. Hello. Yeah, she's a she's a stalwart of the community. <laughs> <laughs> But you can see all the, the all the sites and stuff, and I thought that was cool. They didn't like, like you know you know the way like in some films you, they go to London and it's like the whole time they're standing outside Big Ben. It's like I'm pretty sure there's more to London than Big Ben. Yeah. But like with this, they went all over Amsterdam, like, and there was nice wee uh, sort of suburbs, and and then they were back in the centre of the town and stuff like that. That's what I really liked about it. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, I actually liked the that weird car chase scene that like they were going along like the narrow streets and stuff i mean you've you've we've both been to amsterdam right you know how narrow those streets are by the canal how class a driver would you have to be to fucking fly <laughs> around them at like 80 yeah. <laughs> like honestly god fair enough they did cr- uh, crash the car um but jesus you'd need to be some driver like um <laughs> But I I didn't even understand that because like the way you were saying like about uh, there must have been like a a harsh cut like there's a lot of stuff left in the floor yeah. like it didn't really go into why did why do these boys pull a big robbery before they were going to pull a massive crime <laughs> they, so, I wonder if no they spoilers, were just passed but... <laughs> yeah <laughs> well maybe just cut that but I no that's all right but, that's um... that's only the start that's pretense. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good film. Uh, I suggest watching it. Um, yeah. See what you think. Do you like? Uh, do you like the punks? <laughs> I'll, I'll bet you. I'll mention the punks. It's because uh, it's in every movie, right? As soon as the term punk person is mentioned, they all look the same. They all look like fucking characters out of Streets of Rage. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, like the generic, uh, the Hollywood punk archetype. Yeah. It's have like have it's the leather jacket, the red mohawk, yeah, um, the skinny jeans, the damn boots has to be pierced and chewing something constantly. Yeah, that's um, yeah. like they've got that sort of grotty uh, attitude about them. Yeah, every film. Um, I'm just trying to think of any time I've seen it on screen that hasn't been that. No, because they're like that in the Crow, RoboCop, like you said, Streets of Rage. They're the bad guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then uh, wasn't there Stranger Things uh, season two? Oh, was yeah, it they yeah. tried to remember the like they tried to go off in that direction of like, oh yeah, there's other people as well, and then they very suddenly went away because people were like, that's incredibly stupid. Like you can't just say, oh, they're all punks. Yeah, <laughs> they did that. Um, Stranger Things dipped into that for an episode, and it was like I call it that episode of Stranger Things because it doesn't fit in any. Like, it doesn't fit the narrative of the entire series, but it's like they got bored and just needed the characters to do something for an episode. Yeah, that's you know exactly. I mean? We'll have uh, We'll have the phones jump a shark. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, like. Um, so if you're planning on watching Kidnapping Mr. Heineken, uh, definitely just get a wee look at it. Don't bother reading the reviews of it. Um. 19% Rotten Tomatoes, 2 out of 5 in Common Sense Media. Oh, you can't trust point... Rotten Tomatoes, though. Nah. 6.1 out of 10 on uh, IMDb. Uh, 3 out of 5 in Google. Some 1 out of 5. Like, it's very harsh. I thought it was... I had a really good time. I enjoyed it. Um, Like this... Uh, this fucking thing... This guy, Kyle Smith, so calling you Kyle Smith from the New York Post. The movie lurches <laughs> along. <laughs> the movie lurches along with the kidnappers bickering amongst themselves until the cops gradually close in. The movie is as drab and thin as Freddy's namesake beer. Ooh, Isn't that that's harsh? harsh? That's yeah. I mean, he he sounds like a beer snob. Yeah, he is. I mean, I'm not saying Heineken's a be all and end all, but. 
you just yeah. slagging Heineken for the sake of slagging Heineken. It's nothing to do with the film. Yeah, not a damn thing. Like, there's no beer drinking in the film at all. Well, except in the pub, but... There is, and then <laughs> someone, like, very vaguely alludes to the beer of the same name. I think they were uh, kind of, to a certain extent, maybe their hands were tied, you know, with copyright and stuff like that. Because there's yeah. no imagery, did you notice that? There's no imagery of Heineken throughout the film. Yeah, so I think uh, there's probably something in that, like... It could be the same as like Alexa, Apple and stuff. If you use their products, you're not allowed to use them in a bad light. So you can't like shit heroin over a laptop or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or a Mac. <laughs> or sniff a line off a Mac. <laughs> if, you, if you have a laptop and you're doing heroin, you're not a very good heroin addict. Yeah, it's like get your priorities right, man. You could be selling off for more heroin. Yeah, this is it. You're on the internet already. Like... Type in a web address, man. Go to a Facebook marketplace. <laughs> Heroin.com. I don't know. Where, where do you get heroin these days? Skag. I don't know. Skag.com. <laughs> Zip. Skag is on. Or <laughs> Skagbay. Skagbay. Skagbay.co.uk. Um, but I was, I was thinking about that as well, because your mom was saying about like uh, kidnappers bickering amongst themselves, but that's the crack. Like... You would think that there's going to be certain members of the group once money's involved and stress is involved. Like, you're going to be at each other's throats. You could be the bestest of mates with this person, uh, but you're going to be going fucking bonkers, going, oh, we're going to get, get caught, boys. And then you're going to be thinking, oh, one of these boys is freaking out as well, but they're not saying anything, and they're going to split with the money. There you go. So, that's that, that that a good question, though. If you were going <laughs> to kidnap. The head of a brewery. Who would you kidnap, and why? Um. See, uh, that'd be a very tough question, I think, because not... straight away I'm thinking like the likes of, like uh, I'm not obviously, uh, just setting the ground rules. I don't know the legalities of this. This is not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a, a thing. But uh, this is I not guess... something you're actually gonna do. Disclaimer. Yeah. I guess maybe somebody nice, like maybe Wally from Bullhouse. See, that's <laughs> what I was thinking as well, because he could just hang out with you. Yeah, and it's like, you know what, man, I'm very sorry about this. I know I'm going to get arrested, but, you know, I've had a good time. It's worth it. <laughs> and your beer's class. But is that kidnapping, though? Because then he'd probably just want to hang out and drink beer and talk. Yeah, but isn't that like Stockholm Syndrome as well? Yeah. Like if it turns into a session. I'm not saying like all uh, all kidnappings turn into a session, but to be fair, geez, that's a class question actually. It's a hard one, isn't it? I just thought of that. Cause yeah. If, if you if you kidnapped like a brewery owner of a beer you didn't like, you know what? Then I think there's more options there for um, definitely for some sort of Hollywoodized script. But you know, would you change the beer? Would you try and influence the beer in any way? Yeah, like if we, uh, like weird beard, like smoke beer. Every episode. Every single episode. They, they get, but, uh, making, making that, making that drinkable. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm actually, I'm so sorry. Like, uh, no, (laughs) Jesus. Um, no, uh, I don't even know if I, I would do it for, like, negativity, like, sort of, uh, to change something. Because you could do a wee, a wee letter of concern, I guess. Going, like, yeah. oh, here, I had this here. It wasn't really nice. Or you could mention it on uh, every podcast for the rest of your days. You could just, yeah, just keep <laughs> bringing it up at every opportunity and, and see if it finally changes one day. Yeah, this is it. Like we do. <laughs> yeah, this is it. See if it works. <laughs> Well, there you go. No, that's a very good question. Um, I couldn't think of anything, and uh, also I don't want to say too much in case like people take it the wrong way and then go like, "Oh, fucking arrest that man!" Like, camera yeah. police. So, further disclaimer: don't be going out and kidnapping any brewers just because you like or dislike their beer or indifferent about their beer. Don't be kidnapping anyone. I think is the message we're putting out, isn't it? Because cans across the world anti kidnapping. I, I think that's our stance, yeah. Like uh, from day one, <laughs> from day one, we've always said, uh, we'll say it again. 
<laughs> don't be kidnapping people. I mean, it's not good crack, like, for anybody involved. It'll yeah. stress you out the fuck. I mean, you follow with your friends. You might... Uh, Especially you know, if there's might... money involved. That's it. It's not worth it. Like, uh, it's not worth the stress. It's bad for your mental health. And obviously, the person being kidnapped as well won't enjoy it. Um, so, unless... yeah, if, if you take anything away from this podcast, don't be kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, it's not good for you. <laughs> it's so beer. Yeah, it's so beer. <laughs> it's really pleasant. It's going down very nicely. Um, yeah, you're getting through that right, there. Yeah, like, likewise. Um, how's yours going down? Well, I thought I'd push the boat out and take, a, take extra swigs because it's half a litre to get through. But that's me... Doing my second glass, and we're we're ready to to drink it. So yeah, I mean it's going down very easy. It's a lovely, uh, it's a lovely stout. I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for liking it or not, given that it's uh, it's a legal product. I'm sure that the gatekeepers will dislike it, whatever they say, you know. But no, yeah, beer like it's it's full and it's nice flavor, and the big tin's definitely a selling point for me. I'm really digging that. I uh, I liked they did. Uh... This beer packet was like five quid. He got a big glass stain with it, and uh, it was like a a liter and a half of beer or something like that there, and a can. It was a big, huge oh, can. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Did you get it one? Like, did you? Yeah, it was like Perlenbacher or something like that. Yeah. Um, that was class. That was that was a lovely gimmick, and it's super cheap as well. That so it's got this big stain. stain. Yeah. So, like, every now and again, like, I think the last time I did it was, like, two years ago, I guess. But uh, you just fill it up with whatever beer, like, mass-produced kind of beer. You just fuck it all in there. Something that tastes nice anyway, so it's going to taste exactly the same in a big stein mixed up. It's like a beer tail. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good, like. Uh, but, yeah, we get into some beer news. Oh, yeah. What's going on in beer time? So, speaking of Heineken, they are growing their uh, non-alcoholic beer, and I thought this was good for us, because we're doing No Crack November again. No uh, Crack November! Yeah, No Crack November. Very excited to go off the drink. <laughs> um, so, if you're not in the loop, me and Stu go off the drink every November in aid of charity, and last year we raised over £260, I'm going to say for uh, a CC Animal Sanctuary. Very, very good cause. This year, we're not sure what to, what to give the money to or what charity to give the money to. So uh, if you have any ideas, fire it through and we will consider it. I think probably we'll do like a prize draw or something. Put all the names in the hat and just pick them out. I think it's probably uh-huh. the first. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty excited about it because it's good crack. Just giving on, giving money to charity. <laughs> um, but what they're saying, Heineken recently announced a huge gear change in its alcohol marketing by entering into the largest single sponsorship deal involving a non-alcoholic beer brand, replacing Amstel as a UEFA European League sponsor. Um, so basically, Amstel. Amstel's owned by Heineken anyway, isn't it? No? Or is Amstel so? Yeah. I'll check the big computer. Yeah, check the internet machine there, and uh, I'll continue to read this. <laughs> so basically, uh, the UEFA Europa League is going to be sponsored by Heineken non-alcoholic beer yeah, for the first was, time. It was taken over by Heineken International in 1968. Yeah, so they're taking over themselves. They're saying, you know what? There's not enough competition. We're going to compete with ourselves. We're too big. Your inception. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's sneaky bastards. Um, but it's pretty cool though because I, I do like that they are doing non non alcoholic stuff. Um, because I think if there was more decent non alcoholic beer out there, I'd be happy enough having one like at a gig and stuff to get air. Um. Uh, you'd introduce it into your diet, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. You, you didn't, you'd, you'd throw it into the rotation, wouldn't you? I think it's better. Yeah. Because we we were uh, sent a 
few beers from Drinks Unlimited that we're going to try for No Crack November. And we're going to be doing reviews and stuff like that on it. Um, they're a company that specializes in non-alcoholic beer and cider, for anybody that doesn't know. DrinksUnlimited.co.uk. Check them out. And uh, they were tasty. Um, the, we've tried the, uh, was it the, the APA so far, the citrus beer? Uh, yeah, the IPA, the lager, and the cider, all zero yeah. percent. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, check out check out our No Crack November content. You'll you'll find out what we thought. Yeah, this is it, and it's uh, stuff like that there that makes us really excited to uh, go off the drink. <laughs> I think if you can still no, sort of have. I don't know if excited is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely Maybe, not. Uh, cautiously optimistic. I thought. I'm looking forward to it. No, it's going to be good. Um, it, it's nice to to get off the drink and recharge a wee bit and sort of not fix yourself, but get your priorities right and sort of realign yourself a bit. I'm not going to yeah. get all new age spiritual here, but you know, it's <laughs> good. It's good to knock the drink in the head for a few weeks at least. Yeah, definitely. It's good to rest the liver and let it uh, recuperate. Instead of taking a fucking kick in every weekend, let's <laughs> <laughs> get getting dragged behind the dumpsters and just shanked. <laughs> I prefer to think of it like like getting dragged along behind a car or something, you know, tied up by the legs. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Through the town square. <laughs> yeah, but like at a at a not at a at just about uncomfortable speed, like about ten miles an hour. Oh know? yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to stand up, but it's slow enough that the the, the village locals can fire rotten vegetables and eggs at you. Yeah, I mean you'd be you'd be uh, you'd be peeved to say the least, wouldn't you? You would. You'd be you'd be, you'd, you'd be discomforted. He'd just be like, <sighs> "Fuck's sake, not again." <laughs> but uh, here's another one for you. This is a good one as well. So. Uh, Beer unsold during Australia's coronavirus lockdown has been turned into renewable energy. Oh, cool. So when Australia's coronavirus lockdown forced bars and restaurants to shut in March, breweries were left with huge medleys of unsold steel beer. Well, it wasn't steel at the time. I mean, an editor should have looked over this. Like, yeah. they were left with huge inventories of steel beer. It should have been thrown out at that stage in March, <laughs> if that's the case. I uh, when it was, quote, stale. All right, so that's a very grab, valid argument. Well done. I'm going to take off my uh, SS Nazi grammar hat here. And, I didn't uh, want to. I didn't want to bring this up <laughs> when you were saying that there, but Australians are another another breed who can't drink. They are. So, What's I mean, happened? They get such credit for it, along with the English. But we've we've made our views there clear. But the Australians, and I mean a lot of my family's Australian, but uh, yeah, they just you know they just can't. They've got their reputation, that's what it is, you know what it is. They've got their reputation, but they can't live up to it. Yeah, this is it. It's uh, probably a change in the air, or maybe the hemisphere, or something like that. There. They've probably got an excuse. <laughs> Bunch of girls, come at me, bros. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting a war here. I've had enough. It's been a long day. Is it? So, uh, what's happened then? Is at the Glenelg Waste Treatment Wastewater Treatment Plant to the west of the state capital Adelaide. Millions of liters of unused beer from local breweries have been converted into renewable energy to power its water treatment process in the recent months. Um, so they're using beer to uh, power their water treatment plants down there, and it's providing the uh, the plant with eighty percent of the biogas. Like so. All right. They're they're mixing organic industrial waste with like sewage water sludge, and that produces a biogas, which is then turned on the electricity to power the whole facility, and it creates eighty percent of its uh, energy needs. And that's straight off the top of my head. That's not read from a website or anything as well. So it's pretty impressive, isn't it? You're a <laughs> voice said that. I really am. Like, I mean, I might have been looking down there, but it's just because I was concentrating so hard, you know. I'm glad I'm, uh, you. I'm glad you went into details there with the the bio stuff because I was I had it in my head that they were just given 
the sewage workers just shite beer to drink instead of pay. <laughs> and that's yeah. the result. They were just working extra hard because they were steaming. That's capitalism for you. That's no, like... well, you know, capitalism works. I'm not... Uh... I'm not having a good day. Uh, I'm, I think I might quit my job. Oh, uh, here's a six-pack, man. <laughs> oh, it is. Six them down. It's like, oh, this is the best job in the world, man. Working my fucking shite all day. Love it for fuck all money. <laughs> you see, if that was communist, if that was a communist utopia, you'd have to share that six-pack. You would be. To other people. <laughs> and, uh, like, you have to actually piss it out because the state owns your piss as well. Yeah, <laughs> our best, <laughs> our best, and it's uh, repurposed and uh, like like drinks for the people or something. They uh, give it to kids. <laughs> Communism, it just doesn't work. Come at me. <laughs> well, I think that's what uh, this, that's what we're all about as a blog and podcast, isn't it? You know, don't be kidnapping uh, anyone, and communism doesn't work. I think I think we said that day one, didn't we? I think so. I think that's part of our mission statement. It's uh, well, it will be after today. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're uh, if you're on the website, you'll probably notice an update. <laughs> but uh, so uh, mission statement's always been is that you updating now? I heard a click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anti-communist. I'm just gonna put a no communism at the very bottom of the page. <laughs> just a hammer and sickle with an X today. <laughs> it's like it's already in an X, but uh, we're gonna put an extra X over it. Um, so uh, we've always promoted, <laughs> we've promoted independent brewers and uh, the growth of the community. Also anti-communist and uh, <laughs> firm firm belief in. Uh, Moderate capitalism, responsible capitalism. Uh, okay, dokes. So the next item in beer news, <laughs> we'll do one more because <laughs> uh, I, I feel like we're adding a lot to uh, to the mission statement. Hey, you know, if you got, if you're on the site, it's there. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it is. So what they what very brewery gives away thousand quid worth of beer to key workers. Um, so what's any, anybody in, uh, you know, the shoe shops that make keys as well, you know, keys while you wait, anybody that makes keys are giving beer to. <laughs> uh, so that's what key workers means. When Whitby, <laughs> Whitby Brewery. That was a very poor pun, but well done. You executed <laughs> it well. <laughs> I had my, I took off my uh, SS Nazi grammar hat and put on my dad hat. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm in awe. Very good. Uh, so, when Whitby Brewery invested in a new bottling machine, they knew it would take a few attempts to get it set up correctly. What they didn't work out was what to do with the beer. Um, what's that got to do with the price of milk? Uh, so, they're saying Brioni. Why do they not have normal names? Just call her uh, Stephanie or something like that. Like it's a, well, I guess she's in Wales, so I guess like Brioni Davies, who works in a in the bar and also helps with the bottling, said we'd just taken a new del- a delivery of the new bottle machine. Get to the good bit. It's not a very. Is this the news? She got a new bottle machine. Yeah, it's a new bottle machine. It looks very small, um, because of the box. Like it, the box is being handed to her. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, looks, it, looks like it looks like a box you'd receive. Like uh, maybe you could probably fit like four books in there. Is it like, <laughs> like well, what's it? What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah. Is it like a a remote control for the bottle machine, or is it a? a is it like? It, do you think it's maybe like some some useless bit of kit? You know, like when someone hands you the key to the city and it's just a big key, and it's like. Yeah, but what does this actually open? <laughs> yeah, this is... A... What, what is this you're handing me now? That's kind of weird, because uh, they're standing less than two metres apart with masks on, touching <laughs> each other's hands, exchanging a box. And there's a guy in the background, right? And he's looking off into the distance. 
Um, he's not actually doing anything. He's just kind of standing there looking, and he hasn't got a mask on, but he's got dreadlocks. Um, what's your guess? Protects him from Corona? Yeah, that's definitely the way that works. Yeah, it kind of went off in a tangent there, but not a lot of social distancing happening is all I'm saying. Um, but they're giving free beer to NHS workers, which is nice. <laughs> that's, that's the point of the article. Oh, here, I've just looked up that photo. That's fantastic. Yeah. A, the guy in the background really makes that. Yeah, so if you go to the Scarborough News, or if you just type in Brioni Davies, it comes up in the news section. But that guy is fantastic in the background. I want to know more about him. Yeah. That's a professional lurk. It. Yeah, it's like, it's one of those things, like, uh, he's thinking, oh, fuck, I'm in this, I'm in this photo. Do I have time to go away? Like, no. <laughs> No, I, I better just stand here. It's not like they can take the photo again or anything. <laughs> yeah. You see, no, I have a lot of respect for that that sort of lurking in a photo. It's like, what is the maximum amount of damage I can do to this photo? And he's went there. He's he's in he's in the focal area. He's standing awkwardly. He, he seems almost oblivious. Which is what yeah, you want. Like, I was like, oh shit, so the Scarborough News is coming today? Who... Why didn't anybody tell me about this? Sorry, sorry. Did you say the Skyrim news? Yeah. They're coming the... here today? Yeah. Well, I'm wearing my good wellies. Nobody tells me anything in this goddamn company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's not like that, Whitby. Sure. <laughs> but interestingly enough, man, uh, like the, the mask thing, what do you reckon? <sighs> man... So, like, you see you see when stuff happens, I like to bounce yeah. stuff off Nikki because she's not... She's, <laughs> I'm going to be nice. <laughs> I need to choose what I'm saying very carefully because she yeah. still wants to marry me at this stage. Um, I I get very... I get very tinfoil hat very easily. So if I'm watching a documentary or something, I'm like, that. if, if it makes sense, like, if what they're saying is actually factually true, I'm like, I'm being logical about this that could be true yeah. so i'm hearing a lot of stuff and all the stuff in the news recently about the masks and just the inconsistencies with this virus in general it's just making me a bit tinfoil hatty about it so i like to bounce ideas off nikki so she's like the everyman in in my opinion so uh, like what's the word in the street mixer um and she's yeah. like you know what i'm a wee bit confused about this mask thing because it's not consistent, and I was like, "Yeah, right." So, so I'm not being weird by by saying that. But um, yeah, we're talking about it last night, and I kind of I just said a few things like, "This isn't consistent. Why we're wearing masks now?" Um, and then it came out in the news the other day that the government were lying about not lying but fudging, creatively accounting the number of COVID cases that they had and deaths. Yeah. So all, all those COVID deaths were actually what we thought in the first place. You know, someone gets shot in the face and they come in, oh, that death was a COVID death. It's like, well, pretty sure it's a, it's a shot in the face death. Yeah. So we, we things like that, that's that's making me rethink it. For, but as far as the masks go, like, I mean, is this the start of something bigger? Is this some sort of form of control or something? You know, it's all very, you know, authoritarian and I don't know if it makes people feel better. Yeah, I'll wear a mask, but we need to draw a line at some point. I mean, if it makes no sense wearing a mask, why would it? Yeah, like I, like I, I only do it because uh, I've bought under the. I know, like China, China bad guy at the minute. China. Like obviously nobody likes China, but uh, I've kind of bought into that mentality of their people, um, like that collectivist mentality. I only wear a mask because, like. It makes other people feel a bit safer, and I've uh, noticed that in like work, like working with the public and stuff like that, like very busy. Um, so I've been wearing a mask, and a lot of people have commented on how safe and secure they feel that we're taking their measures. So I'm thinking like it is a nice way to like help people feel a bit safer when they're going outside after being in lockdown. But on the other hand, as well, um the government advice on it is very wishy-washy. 
Because what they're saying is, uh, so here's these mandatory guidelines. Well, like, are they law or are they guidelines, lads? Because apparently we can be fined uh, 60 quid by the police. But then the police are saying, no, it's up to the individual retailer and businesses. So the likes of me being the manager of a business, uh, I am being tasked to police people. But, like, I can't turn people away yeah. from the business based on guidelines because that's discrimination. And, yeah. <laughs> like, it, so is it law or is it not? I'm just, like, thinking if it is law, then that is an infringement on human rights because it is, uh, like, basically, if you have a disability, right, and you can't wear one, and then I say, why are you not wearing a mask? And you go to me, oh, it's because I have a disability. And then I go, like, oh, what disability do you have? That's an infringement on your rights because I'm telling you to disclose medical information. It's very personal to you. Exactly, yeah. So how's that How's that fair in any way? So that's then where... Put, put in sort of social justice levels on top of that. You're now questioning a punter on their disability and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, this is it. It's a slippery slope, like. I I, not I to a certain extent, it's arbitrary. It's like using pronouns. It's like, is the world going to end if we don't do this? Yeah. What, what, what logical <laughs> reason is there to do this? Yeah. Apart from obviously placating someone, you know, it, it's all about someone's feelings. It's nothing to do with like breathing in and out. It's nothing to do with that, you know. Yeah, that's it. Like that's that's what made me feel really weird about it. Um, it's another way to turn people against each other, like because yeah. people do take sides on absolutely everything. I mean, I mean, like I hate to say it, but on the internet, people tend to argue about some things. And I mean, our beloved internet, where people used to not argue. Oh man! <laughs> like, I mean, they got before the masks, yeah, they got the internet. Like people now argue in the internet. That's what I've been seeing. Oh man! Well, look, uh, as long as Twitter's all right, I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, as I, as I've said numerous times, I mean, Twitter remains the last bastion of good, good conversation and. Uh, really productive debates i mean I think, yeah without twitter we wouldn't <laughs> have a, a venue for discourse or you know like sort of text-based um opinions within a decent yeah. character kind you know you can yeah, really get into that. the nitty-gritty with the character kind they've got there which is why i like it yeah there's a lot of uh there's a lot of respect on there as well i believe and yeah. uh just people really give each other the time of day and sort of take each other's opinions on board and discuss them rationally. I think Twitter is really good for that, but unfortunately, the internet isn't. <laughs> oh, man. That's such bad news. What a harsh. I know. Uh, so I've been noticing that, but uh, like the likes of... Uh, there was a story... Uh, it was on... It was it was from somebody from Straban, uh, my wee hometown represent. Represent. Oh. So uh, a lady was in the shop and she wasn't wearing a mask and uh, like the person behind her in the queue, not even the shop person, um, person behind her in the queue started going, you should be wearing a mask, why are you not wearing a mask and all that kind of stuff and really laying under her and stuff and the shop worker was just like, sorry, uh, like, would would you have a mask? And then the person goes, "Oh no, sorry, I'm I'm exempt because I have a disability." So they were like, "No worries, that's grand." Because the guidelines do say if you got disability, fine. But uh, the person behind the queue kept berating them, oh, and it was just like, it's fucking nuts. Like, uh, it was just crazy. Like, so it it is. I think it is kind of a way to turn people against each other, which uh, likes to like. Previously, BLM. Um, again, if we just fucking talk to each other, we could probably sort this stuff out. Uh, all this gender stuff, talk to each other. Like, I don't want to identify as a man or woman. All right, why is that? I don't understand. Let me know about it. If we had a good old chat, probably sort it out. Um, basically, any issue we've not talked about ever. Like, it's just like all of a sudden, like. Uh, if I go like, oh, I, I don't believe in that, actually, what's the crack with that? That's a bit strange. Like, it's just all of a sudden, it's like, oh, fuck, you're, you're cancelled, you're away. 
Yeah, like, no, you get cancelled for asking a question or just even stating, even by you stating, look, I don't understand, but I would like to. Can you explain yeah. this to me? You're suddenly, yeah. that's a hate crime. Yeah. And all you've done is ask a question. I think, to my mind, I hate, I hate being so rigid about things and, and like, not everything is, is a one or a zero. It's, you know, it's not as, lo- life isn't as logical as that. Yeah. But I think, I think an overwhelming factor is if your idea doesn't stand up to scrutiny, then it's not a good idea. Yeah. You know, if you can't, if you can't say why it's a night, it's a good idea. Then, you know, if you can't argue the position or at least uh, not argue, cause that's not what you want, but like describe that your platform. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not a good platform to have. Simple yeah, as well. that. I mean, I have every, every sympathy for anybody that wants to do everything um, or anything. Like, as long as you're able to just, just let me know what it is. Like, I'll yeah. fucking support it. No bother. Like, if, because uh, the, the likes of that, I think the, the the trans conversation, um, when people are saying, like, oh, when I identified as, as this here, and I've seen, uh, likes of, like, Ben Shapiro thinks uh, the guy that, the boogeyman. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, like, yeah, the, the, the Jew who's been accused of being a Nazi. Yeah, this is us. <laughs> yeah. So so strange. Um, but the likes of of himself when he asks a question like, "Oh, why do you think that?" Like, please educate me, and why do you know? It's like normally within about a few sentences, the argument falls apart because it's just it just doesn't hold up. And as much as I don't like the guy, he seems like a dickhead. Oh yeah. It's like don't give him fuel for the fire. You know, get your fucking house in order. <laughs> he seems he seems like he seems like a wee dickhead, but the point is, you know, yeah. I will, I mean, like I would be the same. I judge him on that alone. But the point I, is, the guy is making sense. He's arguing his position, and again, I hate using the word arguing in that in that context. But he's explaining his position, and it's sound. Yeah. It's sound logic. You know, it's fine. Like he he says some inflammatory stuff, but if you sat down and thought about it. He's not trying to be inflammatory. He's stating his his uh, position on it. Yeah, I think that's what you have to remember. Is like he's not trying to hurt anyone, but at the same time, the argument to that is calling for him to be hurt. Yeah, it's, it's a very so, weird sort of dynamic that he he creates around him. Yeah, it's like uh, I think like progress only comes from conversation and uh, disagreement, because. Like the likes of our, even our system of government, like there's two sides, two main sides anyway. Like Northern Ireland, fucking Sinn Fein, DP, Conservatives, and like the Labour Party, England, and the Blue versus Red in America, and all this kind of stuff. So, like that, it's because both parties are on opposite sides. They have a middle ground, they create laws from that. Um, but they don't sort of bring that sort of thinking toward like across to the these arguments and stuff like that there. Um but yeah. Fun times. So what are we there? There's some intellectual discourse for you. Now I'm just gonna say titties just titties. to bring things back to where they should be. Yeah, titties. it's like, it's, we just like we had it on every now and again. Just like there there's just like we like thoughts you have every now and again, and uh, gets a bit serious. But it's a beer podcast. <laughs> Here, let's push the boat out and talk about beer. Yeah, let's do something wild today. Um, I'm gonna jump in ahead of you and give it stacks about this. This was class. This was really good crack. I'm gonna hold it up. I don't know if anyone will ever see it, but yeah, good bounce all around. Look, um, like I said, from Lidl, a nice wee surprise. Um. Yeah, solid. Like good taste. And actually, the boasts the boasts about it were chocolate and coffee. So it's all. <laughs> it's all. Uh, yeah, we're not using that. Um, it's all. <laughs> yeah, it's all chocolate and coffee. So yeah, digging it. I'm gonna go solid three point three for it because I'll be re. Uh, revisiting it sometime soon. What about yourself? Um. I've I've been loving this man. Like uh, Trouble Brewing, like I've knocked it out of the park again. Uh Vietnam IPA, five point five percent ABV, 
440 mil can and uh, it's one of those beers man like you have to tell yourself hey calm down enjoy this because <laughs> like, you know when you get a really really tasty beer you just want to get it down and you're just like oh this is lovely and then you remember like i don't have any more of this i have to make it last um but there's a lot of like caramel sort of flavors to it there's like a nice uh wee bitter finish there's like a bit of like piney sort of depths and stuff like that there as well and uh it's smooth it's got this like nice smoothness to it like and the head um well it's kind of just disappeared now because i was talking about stuff but uh you could probably liven it again if i just shake the glass a wee bit like that um so it's uh it's super, oh my god sorry the the dog's like wandered past the mic stand and he's just like he was pushing the mic stand back he must have been just saying like dad you're talking too much shit here <laughs> what are you doing but uh it's been a it's been a tasty beer like there's a lot of like sort of like nice wee hops a play in there and stuff like that. Uh, there's a super like carbonation, so it's very like juicy and and very smooth and nice to drink. Um, so all in all, I give it probably a three point eight out of five. I'd say. Nice. Pretty good. Um, really good beer. Really enjoyed it. Class. Well, I suppose we'll wrap that up there then. Yeah, good to wrap it up there. Um. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again. As always, and, sir. Uh, that was good beers. We'll get together next week. Uh, we may have a guest next week. We'll Ooh. put it that way. We'll put it. We'll we'll just leave it there. Um, we're in talks with a few, a few folks, very nice people who may be on next week's episode. But we'll leave it there. We'll just leave it on biggest. We'll drop a, like a fucking a local band that says uh, coming soon and puts the wee guitar icon with a, a devil sign. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put out their their shitty three track EP, which is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of, I joined are you new band. Say Nickelback, are you? No, no, I I joined Nickelback. a new band. Oh, Nickelback so did that this week. I joined Nickelback. <laughs> Sean's joined Nickelback. No, Nickelback put out a, a wee. They, they did one of those. They put out a wee coming soon thing. No way. Yeah, and I got excited, but then it was on Twitter, and I started reading down the comments. A lot of people were giving up. What more can 2020 do to us, Nickelback? <laughs> it's cool to hate Nickelback. Isn't it? Um, fucking Nickelback or class. Shut up. Everyone just shut up. Did you see? Uh... There's actually a Doug Stanhope podcast with uh, Nickelback's bassist. Um, it's Chad Kroger's brother. I can't remember what he's called. Um, something Kroger, I'd imagine. <laughs> Ted Kroger. Ted Kroger. Um, but Diggle, he's Diggle just, Kroger. he seems like a super nice guy because they were talking about the the hate for Nickelback, and he was like, just his attitude towards like people hating the band. He was like, we're just gonna keep doing what we enjoy doing. Yeah. And I just love that so much. It it's a really good listen. Like anybody wants to hear it. Like I think it was uh, during the lockdown podcast. Like they did like a Skype interview. Um, like Stanhope doesn't mention his name. He just calls him Nickelback all the time. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so like he, I don't know if he knows his name, but uh, it's the Doug Stanhope podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify and apple Podcasts, and basically anywhere you can find our podcast as well is where you can find his podcast because the man's got good taste <laughs> <laughs> but uh i joined a band as well this week it was strange you joined um, that's you that's you hooked up is it yeah I hooked up um so i went for like an audition and i was kind of hedging my bet so i was just going like i just don't want to get too excited about this because what if i go and i'm a i'm a dickhead or i'm a terrible drummer um but it turned out i was able to fool them that it was neither of those things so at the minute they believe that i'm okay Suckers. at drums and uh i'm i'm okay as a person as well <laughs> so uh hopefully we can maintain that illusion for long <laughs> enough <laughs> So um, until they find out the, the horrible truth, they'll learn the hard way. They'll learn. Um, but it was super, uh, super cool. It was just so nice to be uh, 
in a room making music with people, and they were they're lovely people. I'll drop the name and stuff eventually. I'm sure, like we'll do like an official ban announcement and stuff like that. Um, but it was super nice. They were really welcoming, and they were saying like, sometimes on a Sunday we like to have a beer while we practice. I don't know how you feel about that, and I was like, sit down, <laughs> sit down a minute. <laughs> I have something to tell you. <laughs> I, like, I may or may not be one of uh, two of a, a craft beer podcast and beer blog called CansAcrossTheWorld.com. Uh, we've been known to have a few beers. <laughs> we, uh, we've we been known to try them at least. Yeah. But we certainly like, don't inhale. Oh, no, we don't. No, no. I mean, never inject beer. <laughs> <laughs> like kidnapping is bad for your health. Yeah. But uh, should we wrap up there on that very, uh, very health-conscious note? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, just to recap, don't, don't be kidnapping anyone. And yep. no communism. Yeah. <laughs> and don't inject beer. Like if you if you take away three things, they say three everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm not updating the site again. I can move on. <laughs> don't inject beer. <laughs> <laughs> Official messages, but uh, that's perfect. We shall see you next week. Uh, beer reviews on Monday and Wednesday in cansacrossworld.com. Check out the beer podcast every single friday and tell your friends tell your mums and dads like especially your mums and dads if they like beer and you see when people say tell your friends i don't think people take that seriously so i think what we should do is tell everyone when you tell your friends actually physically grab your friend by the back of the head and direct them towards a phone or a computer and just type in the blog address just do that, like aggressively show them. Yeah, pretty much. Like any movie where they, uh, there, it's like any spy movie where they like grab a guard's head and shove it into a biometric scanner to get the the eye, the eye ID, uh, or like any face scan. scanner. Yeah, the retina scan. Do that to your friend's face <laughs> in front of a computer or phone. And, and actually, uh, if you can take, if someone can take a photo of you doing it, I'm sure we could dig out some sort of prize some sort of yeah. vaguely cheap and easy for us to fulfill prize for you Yeah, we can do. if you That'd can do fun. that that's a good shout we'll get you on we'll the podcast look. or we'll you know car and make you dinner or something yeah that's, that's like we, we could go to your house <laughs> and you could cook us dinner and uh if there's well, yeah, you could cook us dinner that's better yeah and obviously you'll have beer in the fridge uh so basically you get to, you get to cook you get dinner to have for my beer for dinner. Okay, guys, I like what's going. I love that price. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, you know about the no kidnapping kidnapping clause as well. Yeah. Um, Contracts will be dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Yeah, I'm all for this. Calsacrossworld.com, peeps. Get live. Consider consider this competition launched. <laughs> 